This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. And welcome into Beck UL Daily, in for the regulars. With Sean Bell, I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. Good to have you along for the ride. Hopefully Santa brought whatever presents you asked the big man for when he came down the chimney, got the cookies. And now we're all set to talk sports for the next several hours here on the BetQL Network. And Sean, life moves at you fast, man. Just ask Brock Purdy who was the heavy favorite coming in last night to win the MVP. And then he goes out there, throws three first-half interceptions, four total interceptions, doesn't throw a touchdown, loses the game. And all of a sudden, depending on where you look, he's like 10 to 1 when we wake up this morning to be the MVP. No surprise, Lamar Jackson is the heavy favorite to win the thing. Your thoughts on last night's butt-whooping the Ravens against the 49ers? Oof, I listen, I... I paid it because I'm one of those guys who likes Brock Purdy. Uh, you know what I mean? I know a lot of people. And again, I understand he is a system quarterback. It is what it is. He's a system quarterback. But if we're being fair, there's only like three or four guys in the entire league that's not system quarterbacks. Right? Like there's there's Patrick Mahomes. There's Lamar Jackson. I, I don't know who else you want to put in there. But there's three or four quarterbacks that are not system quarterbacks that can play in whatever system you put them in. And they're going to put up numbers. Everybody else is system quarterbacks. There's system quarterbacks in the Hall of Fame, if we're being honest with ourselves. So Brock Birdie is a system quarterback. And he lacks that. He likes that ability to just say, all right, it doesn't matter that I just made a mistake. You know how basketball shooters, if you go 0 for 8, some are unconscious and they're just going to keep, keep shooting. shooting and they're going to keep playing the same. Brock Purdy is not a talent thing to me. It's a when he makes a couple of mistakes, all of a sudden he doesn't want to throw that rock in tight spaces. All of a sudden he gets hesitant. All of a sudden he starts questioning himself and it goes downhill fast. And that's the problem with the San Francisco 49ers and Brock Purdy. If he plays poorly, if he plays poorly in the first half or gets off to a slow start, can he rebound enough to help this team win a championship? That's the entire question with that young quarterback. And right now you haven't seen him one time have a rocky start and then finish strong. He just doesn't so, have that in him right now. Are you off the 49ers? Because it sounds like what you saw last night changes. I think it changes a lot of people's public perception both ways. I think people now look at Lamar. He's the MVP. Purdy's just Another guy probably going to finish number five, number yeah. six, something like that. Coming up in the second hour, I'll give you the full list of the updated MVP odds because Christian McCaffrey, man, has a real shot at winning this thing if Lamar is to pull a Brock Purdy, if you know what I'm saying, <laughs> the last couple of weeks, just poop right down his leg like old boy did last night. I think everybody now believes in Baltimore if they didn't before. But on the San Francisco side, Sean, are you off them? Because there's not a lot of great teams in the NFC. No, I'm still 100% on them. Again, if they still are in the seat to win the number one seed in the NFC, 
right? So if they're their number one seed in the NFC, they already beat their biggest competition in the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles. And I don't think the Detroit Lions are on their level. I think, again, if they get into another situation against an AFC team, if Brock Purdy starts well, he's going to play great. But that's the worry. If he doesn't start well, he doesn't know how to say, all right, I got that Brett Favre thing in me. I threw two interceptions, but it doesn't matter. I'm still going to uh, sling it and do what I need to do in this offense. I mean, I think a lot of people, what they don't realize is Brock is a individual who anticipates, right? Like he anticipates down the field. He throws people open. He throws in the spaces and he throws before his wide receivers even turned around. That's his whole game because he doesn't have a strong arm. So once once that's not working, once he makes one bad decision, then all of a sudden he says to himself, "I'm no longer going to anticipate. I'm I'm going to I'm going to only throw when I see the guy wide open." But with that said, the 49ers are too talented and too good for me to just jump off the bandwagon uh, at this point. And I, I think they can pull it together and still go to the Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl with the talented roster they have. Because again, they already beat the crap out of y'all the best teams in the NFC so far. I don't want to take the easy way out, but I think whatever team ends up the one seed in the NFC ends up representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. And, dude, with two weeks left, that is still very much up for grabs. You mentioned San Francisco still in a good spot. They're 11-4, and four, even with the loss last night. But, my dude, Detroit is also 11-4. and four. Philly is also 11-4. and four. I can't believe I'm saying this, but let's say Detroit somehow ends up with that one seed. And they don't have to play. Week one, they get a bye. And then home field goes through Ford Field. Then I think the Lions are the team. I can make the same argument for Philly. So I'm not saying San Francisco or some of these other teams can't go on the road. There's one team that I want to get your thoughts about here real quick before you shoot down whatever I just said. How about the Rams <laughs> in the NFC? Are you a believer? No. No. Okay. I mean, it's cute, but they're going to lose the last game of the season to the San Francisco 49ers. San Francisco 49ers are going to win one. The Rams, it's a fun story, but they ain't got the dogs to mess with the, the real big guys. I know Matthew Stafford can sling it around, and they're Cooper and Puka, and they put up numbers, but they ain't got the, they don't have the dogs all the way around. They're a cute, fun story, but they're not going to win. But let's get back to Detroit. Do you really yeah. believe in Detroit? Like, do you really believe that Detroit is here with the big dogs? Because I can't make that jump yet. The numbers tell me they are, right? I'm looking right now. It says they have 11 wins and four losses, which is identical to San Francisco. So if we're going to talk up Frisco, and if we're going to talk up Philly the entire season, then how can we not talk about Detroit? And look, Sean, I'm not going to lie. It took me like until 20 minutes ago to get on board with the Lions. But the truth is, that offense is really good. I believe in their coaching staff, and I think that maybe they're that team in the NFC because the NFC is pretty wide open. You can't tell me that San Francisco is not beatable. You can't tell me that Philly or Dallas is a dominant football team. Why not the Lions? I sound like a political ad. Why not Detroit is what I ask you. Listen, I again, I, I still don't think it's wide open. I still think it's San Francisco's to lose. Now, I know they got their butt, we, butt whooped by Baltimore. Uh, but consistently, week on, week in, week out, they have dominated really good teams, while Detroit has played a bunch of nobodies. Right? Like, the Philadelphia Eagles and the San Francisco 49ers have real schedules. I understand Detroit beat Kansas City in week one. But if you look at their schedule after that win against Kansas City, which doesn't look as good anymore, and Kansas City didn't have Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey in that game, they beat the Bears. They beat the Packers, they beat the Saints. It's just like, who they beat the Broncos, the Vikings. Like, 
when they played the Ravens to to compare them to San Francisco, they lost thirty eight to six. You know what I mean? So it's just I I just I can't get on boy on board with Detroit. I think they're still a year away from being with the big dogs. Um, big dogs and the Philadelphia Eagles. I, again, I'm in Philadelphia. Woo, they're not happy. They're, this is the most unhappy 11 to 14 you've ever seen in your life. Let's talk Eagles. Sean Bell, Sports Machine, <laughs> being here on the BetQL Network. By the way, I did throw a caveat in there. I said whoever ends up the one seed, if that's Detroit, I think that's their only path is going through Ford Field. Anyway, we move on. Let's talk about Philly. They end up escaping last night, not covering. All three underdogs won yesterday. Baltimore took out San Francisco, as we mentioned. Vegas beat the Chiefs, they tell me. But again, let's talk about Philly. Mm-hmm. I should say all three underdogs covered. 2-1 outright. Philly, 33-25. It got dicey. You tell me they're not right. What's up with the Eagles? Who being here in Philadelphia, man, a lot's up with them. No one believes in the coaching, for one, um, <laughs> because you got two fresh uh, new coordinators and then you got Matt Patricia stepping in midseason for showing the side and the defensive side and the defensive side. Again, they're letting up 20, 25 points to the New York Giants with DeVito slash Tyrod Taylor. Right. And, they, and they're last in the entire league when it comes to third down conversions on defense. So the defense has been horrific. And you add that with Jalen Hurts, who's been OK at times, but at the same time, injury prone. Right. He almost has 20 turn. I mean, not injury prone, excuse me, turnover prone. He has almost 20 turnovers this season. Mm. They consistently turn the ball over. Jalen Hurts will throw interceptions. They'll have fumbles. This team just ain't right. And they're not as talented as they were last year. So there's struggles all across the board. There's the quarterback has regressed uh, a little bit and the coordinators aren't uh, very good. They're not very experienced. They don't know what to call in right situations. And the defense just isn't as good as it was last year after, after losing CJ Gardner Johnson and TJ Edwards, the whole middle of the field gets attacked. So the Eagles aren't the team they were last year. And again, being in Philadelphia, I don't expect this team to go back to the Super Bowl. It's crazy how quick people believe in Philly when things get good. And they got really good last year. They were up double digits at halftime of the Super Bowl. And then mm-hmm. at the beginning of this year, everybody was talking about them. And they're the favorites to come out of the NFC and go back. And everybody's on board for the first couple of months. And then, man, as soon as things get bad, everybody sounds like you in the whole city. Frisco's better. Don't have a chance. Don't expect him to get back. It does feel like, as you just mentioned, the problem with Philly is that there's not one problem. You can't just point to the coaching staff. You can't just point to the defense. You can't just point to Jalen Hurts. It's a bunch of things. Here's the reprieve, though, I think, from the outside. Here's the good thing. The Mm NFC is pretty winnable. If we're having the conversation that San Francisco is the best team, and I saw San Francisco, like, less than 18 hours ago, get their doors blown off. It was Baltimore. But also the game was at home in San Francisco. San Francisco was a six-point favorite. They had the MVP favorite going into that game, and they just got their doors blown off. So what I'm telling you is I think the NFC is pretty wide open, which is the only reason I talk about teams like the Lions and the Rams and bring them up. I wouldn't be surprised if any of these teams end up in the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, but the problem with the Philadelphia Eagles is – the. The issues they're having, they've had all season long. They just got away with. They got lucky. You know, they played your Kansas City Chiefs. They won that game because a bunch of drop balls. Not because they didn't make mistakes. Not because they were great. Not because they were perfect. It was a bunch of drop balls. They've had other games the same way. Dallas, Dak being Dak and messing things up in the first game they played Dallas. 
All year long, they've been bad defensively. They've been bad on third downs defensively, and they turn the ball over all year long, and they've gotten away with it. So now those things are finally try, uh, starting to catch up with them. And when they play the good teams, you're not going to turn the ball over against the, the 49ers or even the Dallas Cowboys and win that game. So, again, the problems that they – if I can see if they just had one bad stretch. They've been playing shaky all year long, but they've been winning, so no one noticed. But now those shaky moments, those turnovers, those that good luck they used to have isn't there anymore. So here in Philadelphia, it's just like, all right, it's 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 starting to tumble, tumble down. And again, I still think I know 49ers got demolished yesterday. I think the 49ers are still, if not the best team in the league, not the best team now because it's Baltimore, the second best team in the entire NFL. Uh, and, and if Brock Purdy is playing well that day. They are the best team in the NFL. I know Brock is a big question mark, but still better than that. That team is still better than I think anything in the NFC. And I think everything in the AFC except Baltimore. That's Sean Bell. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. So my mom told me when I was young, she's like, you can't ever tell anybody to shut up. And I have way too much respect to tell you that. So I'll tell you this. Hush up. I'm a Chiefs fan, dude. You think you got problems in Philly? We got problems here in Kansas City. Dude, at home, on Christmas, at the crib, double-digit favorite against your rival, and just absolutely lay an egg. Don't show up at all. And that goes for everybody. Losing to the Raiders 20-14. to 14. Try this one on for size. You think things are bad in Philly? If the Chiefs keep losing football games, if things get really bad, they could find themselves out of the playoffs. But if they were to lose their next two games, and if the Raiders are to win the next two games, the Raiders win the division, dude, which almost makes me vomit in my mouth. So we only got a couple of minutes till break here, and we'll get more into this on the other side. But you think y'all got problems? We got problems. Yeah, I don't know if we have time right now, but I was going to ask you, what's because everyone assumed, hey, you got Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid. The offense is your problem. You'll figure that out because it's Pat Mahomes, because it's Andy sure. Reid. Is it all just wide receivers not not catching the ball and not having chemistry? Is there something more to the problems with, with uh, the Kansas City Chiefs? Oh, there's something more to the problem. There's a lot more to the problem. And I'm glad because you're going to play therapist, and I'm going to lay down on your couch coming up on the other side, and we're going to try to work this thing out together because – Kind of like you're talking about the problems in Philly, the problems in Kansas City, and this comes from a season ticket holder, they're not fixable. You say your team's not going to get back to the Super Bowl. I don't think the Chiefs are getting back to an AFC championship game. I'm not sure they're going to win a playoff game. Their potential route to get back to the Super Bowl could be Buffalo, Miami, Baltimore. Then you get to Vegas? I don't think so. Sean Bell, Sports Machine, Sean Levine, BetQL Daily. Keep us right here on the BetQL Network. What's up, everybody? Nick Costos here from You Better You Bet. Just wanted to thank everyone for all the support. Hope you enjoyed the wagertainment. Hope your stockings are filled with winners. And we're looking forward to a great 2024 here on the BetQL Network. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM from BetQL. 
Rolling along on the BetQL Network with Sean Bell. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. And I'm glad that my therapist, Sean Bell, is with me today. He's a doctor the same way Dre is. You know, like he plays one, but not really. Uh, We'll get to my Chiefs problems here in a second. But first, maybe you can help me out with a real-life issue, if you don't mind. So, a few days ago, I take out a girl on our third date to a pretty nice restaurant. And at the end of the night, I'm getting ready to pay for the meal or whatever. And she pulls out an envelope. And I'm like, that's weird. What's this? And she hands it to me. And now I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, she got me a Christmas present. And I didn't get her a Christmas present. And she hands me a pair of basketball tickets to a game that I've been wanting to go to, to a KU basketball game coming up. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, thank you so much. And then I panicked. You know what I did, Sean? This is embarrassing, but you're my boy, so I'm going to tell you, just you. I pulled the cash out of my wallet, and I gave it to her. I thought I had to give her something. It's all I had, 72 bucks. She gave me the same look you just gave me. What was I supposed to do? Well, first of all, when was this? This was a week ago. So it was like a few days before Christmas. It was our third date, and I thought there was no chance, no chance that we were exchanging presents yet. But well, how we do you know it was an exchange? Maybe it wasn't an exchange of presents for one. It said Merry Maybe Christmas she was just giving on the card. Oh, it said Merry Christmas. Okay. Yes. Um, one, yes. You, first of all, it wasn't Christmas yet. So you had a built-in an excuse to be like, oh, like, I, don't, I didn't bring my gift with you with me like it's not christmas day it's a week before christmas so you could have been like your gift is coming on christmas or i got you for christmas or whenever we meet after that it hasn't arrived yet you had plenty of built-in excuse she gave you this gift way too early so you you just panicked panicked. i panicked but here's the thing this was the last time that we were going to i was with family so it was going to be the last time we were seeing it was known that this is the last time we were going to see each other before christmas so maybe i could have pulled off the Hey, Amazon hasn't delivered it yet or anything, but like if there was going to be a gift exchange, it was on that night and there was an exchange yeah, no, it it's, just cash. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because you're at a nice restaurant. You're, you're hopefully paying for the dinner. So oh, you could have always been like, yeah. So you can always been like, oh no, your gift's coming. Like it's not Christmas day. This is early. Like you, you didn't have to do that. You had a built-in excuse. You panicked. And I can't believe you gave her cash. Like, here's 70. Like, what does she want with cash? Anything. Y'all too, y'all too grown. Y'all too grown to give each other $72 in cash. You should have heard like my, my, my alternatives in my head. I almost gave her all my money, which would have been the change in my back pocket also. But I thought $72 and 47 cents was way too corny. And then, you know what else I contemplated, Sean? I'm being dead honest with you here, dude. I thought about pulling the waiter aside and buying a gift card to the restaurant. But then I was like, I can't do that because then she's just going to offer up to use it right then and there. And then I busted that plan. So I screwed up, dude. I'm an idiot. What do you want from me? By the way, we haven't texted since then. So you haven't texted since then. Yeah. Yeah. So I gave her a Merry Christmas. I'm talking about like a, like a back and forth. It was a very short Merry Christmas. I think it's over. I think I screwed it up, dude. Well, first of all, you should have been texting her afterwards anyway. If this y'all third date, you should have had dialogue 
every day afterwards to sort of feel it out, see how things were going. You know, you're much better at this therapy thing than I thought you were. Sean Bell, Sports Machine, Sean Levine here on the BetQL Network. So let's see if you can help me out with my other problem, which is my football team. No, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. We still on this. We still on this. I see. Now I need to tell you what to do here. Like, do you like, first of all, for her to give you tickets after three dates, that's too much. I don't 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 come out here exchanging Christmas gifts after just three dates. That's the that's she she came on a little too strong. You should have seen the face value on the tickets. These things were yeah more than seventy two. Like that's more than seventy two. Way she's she did a little too much. But okay, she really likes you. If you really like her, you got to come clean, dog. You got to call. You got to text her like, listen, I effed up. I know I effed up. Let me take you out. Let me do something for you and plan plan something special. Like you got to put it out. Like if you literally like her, if you don't like her, then you take the L and then you go to the next person. But if you like her, you got to just own up to it. Now I have to decide how much I like her, and I'll let you know before the end of the show, and then okay. we'll see what happens. I'll text her. I'll t- you know what? In the next hour, I'll decide how much I like her, and then I'll shoot her a text, and then live here on the BetQL Network. I'll let you know how that works. No, no, no. So let's put, no, 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 no. What? No, you can't text her. You got to call her. Okay. All right. Well, you can, if, if you decide to go that right, you have to call her. Now, that's the plan, and that's why I asked, and I appreciate your help. <laughs> can you please help me with my football team? Because you know the word that the Chiefs oh. are right now? I'm looking for it. It's suck. They suck. They suck at everything, man. Now, their defense is still okay, but everything else, they're just completely flat. I cannot imagine a team yesterday, the Chiefs, that in theory still playing for the one seed, playing for the division, playing on Christmas, playing a national televised game against your biggest rival. It's crazy that they came out there and looked as flat as they did. And offensively at some point, I think we need to talk about Patrick Mahomes being part of the problem. He's great. He's great. Look, he might be the greatest of all time by the time it's all said and done. But the truth is, He's not Teflon. It doesn't mean we can't ever say anything bad about him. And he doesn't have any weapons. And Travis Kelsey looks like he's getting old and preoccupied, shall I say, right in front of our eyes. But I'm looking at Patrick Mahomes' numbers. You know the last time that Patrick Mahomes threw for three touchdowns? It was in October, and he's only done that twice this season. Every other game, he's either thrown for zero, one, or two. Like, this has not been a Patrick Mahomes type season we're talking about a guy that started off his career his very first game i'll remind you four touchdowns no interceptions his second game six touchdowns no interceptions this dude had 10 intercept 10 touchdowns and no picks two games into his nfl career so the standard has been set incredibly high but sean it's just we were talking about philly's problems it's just there's plenty of them here in kansas city too and patrick mahomes might be one of them and, and it's interesting to me, me to see how he's reacting to losing the first time in his life. A million. Right? And, and we're dealing with that a little bit over here in Philadelphia with Jalen Hurts. I can see Jalen Hurts sort of getting annoyed, although he's always a polished individual. He's starting to get a little annoyed because, again, they're losing, and he's experienced real losing for the first time in his life. That's what I'm seeing from Pat, whining and screaming and yelling and, and getting angry because he's always been the constant professional, always handled losses quite well but now that he's dealing with a team that's not holding up their end of the bargain dealing with a franchise not holding up their end of the bargain he's he's you see him cracking but i'll say this 
Y'all got two Super Bowls in the last five years. Hey. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast what you want right like at the end of the day i know this is not what you wanted to hear two super bowls in the last five years the gm said oh we can do anything we want because we got pat mahomes oh no you oh no oh no you can't you actually have to get him big time wide receivers. You have to still do your job, general manager. You can't you can't think the offense is just going to be great no matter what. And it, everybody in Philadelphia is saying to ourselves, this reminds us of the Andy Reid Philadelphia Eagles in that offense mm. with no big time wide receivers, no game breakers until that one and a half years you had TO. No game breakers and that's what uh Andy Reid and his squad consistently did with Donovan McNabb not getting him the proper weapons to actually go out there win games and win Super Bowls I don't see it happening for the Kansas City Chiefs this year because it's finally caught up to you right like and don't get me wrong next year you'll probably win the Super Bowl but now the GM knows we can't put out anything now we got to go you had a chance to get DeAndre Hopkins you didn't get him you had a chance to go get a game-breaking wide receiver you didn't get him I love Rasheed Rice but you got to go do your job, GM. You got to go out and get back Mahomes real weapons. That's how this league works. So, again, I, I, I'm i sorry. I don't think they have much of a hope this year, but I think you're still a franchise that's going to win two or three more Super Bowls anyway. So, you'll be okay. Great stuff. Sean Bell, Sports Machine, John <laughs> Levine here on the BetQL Network. Need I remind you, too, while we're just kind of burying Brett Veach, the Chiefs GM, he didn't draft Patrick Mahomes. He didn't draft Travis Kelsey. He didn't draft Tyree Kill. He didn't draft Chris Jones. All these dudes that are on the team, or in the case of Tyree Kill, have been a reason why they won a Super Bowl. He didn't draft any of these guys. So now's the time for you to step up and draft wide receivers because you talk about the Chiefs need to go out there and find that guy. Well, dude, the only way to do it is through the draft. Once they had to pay Patrick Mahomes, then it wasn't as easy as, all right, Sammy Watkins, here's $20 million. Who cares if you score three touchdowns a year? And that's accurate, by the way. He scored three touchdowns a year and getting $20 million. Here, Frank Clark, here's $20 million. Go get three sacks a year. That's accurate, by the way. They gave him $20 million. You get three sacks a year. They can throw money away is what I was telling you because Patrick Mahomes was on a rookie contract. Now he's not, and you have to make difficult decisions like, should we keep Tyree Kill 
or should we try to find the next cheaper version of Tyreek Hill? And what I think we're seeing with that, Sean, I think we're seeing what's the what's the aftershock is the word I'm looking for. Reverberations, if you will, of the Tyreek Hill deal to Miami where, yeah, they won the Super Bowl the first year. Maybe they were able to overcome it. Teams didn't really know what to do as far as defensively. Patrick Mahomes is still the magic man. But now that teams have been able to adjust, look at the Chiefs without Tyreek Hill and look at Miami with him. So let's not pretend like that's not a huge thing. Maybe it just took a minute, but losing Tyree Kill was ginormous. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's huge for any squad. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's huge for any squad. But again, I, even with the money that Pat's making, you had a chance to upgrade your wide receiver position cheap. You had DeAndre Hopkins again there. There's, there's wide receivers who want to just go play for Patrick Mahomes because they know what it will do for their career. And, you, and they decided not to, to do that. Let me ask you this. To get away from the Kansas City for a second, the threat the Buffalo Bills have. I said earlier, the Buffalo Bills make it in the playoffs. I think they have a real shot to go to the Super Bowl. What sort of shot do you give the Buffalo Bills to sort of, you know, potentially win the AFC uh, East or to go to the Super Bowl? I don't think they win the AFC East. I think that's Miami's to lose at this point. However, Miami does have two very difficult games to finish off their season. And... Buffalo has the same record as the Chiefs. Both teams are 9-6, and six, but they're very different 9-6 and six teams, Sean, right? Like if, if they were both stocks, the Chiefs are heading way down and Buffalo is heading way up. I completely agree with you. Here's the problem from a betting perspective. Right now, that is not an original take. Buffalo is only plus 475 to win the AFC. <laughs> so if you would have yeah. said what you just said a month and a half ago when it looked like Buffalo – wasn't going to make the playoffs and they were under 500. I'd be like, this dude knows what he's talking about. But now the only teams that have better odds to get to the Super Bowl out of the AFC, no surprise, Baltimore two to one, Miami three to one, Kansas City three and a half to one, and then Buffalo right at plus 475 at Bet MGM up through the minute. So I'm with you. But what I hate to tell you is I think everybody sees this coming with Buffalo. I think Buffalo was a team last year heading into the season. They were the favorite to win the Super Bowl, six to one. Josh Allen was the favorite to be the MVP, 6-1. to one. And here they are now, Sean. They've kind of turned into the team that we thought they were going to be. So I'm with you, man. Not only is Buffalo a problem for anybody they play in the playoffs, which right now could be the Kansas City Chiefs in the first round. How about that? I think Buffalo could win the whole damn thing. Yeah, and again, I, I said this maybe two weeks ago, and it, again, the odds were drastically different. I forgot what it was, but it was something like 12-1 to 1 for the Buffalo Bills. 12-1. The they got as low as 12-1. To, to A at the AFC. So when I said that, it felt good. But again, everybody's realizing that at the same time with them winning a couple games in a row. I'm gonna be honest with you. I I think the AFC is just as wide open as the NFC looking at it. I don't feel outside of Baltimore. I, I understand what Baltimore is doing. I don't feel incredibly confident in, in obviously the Kansas City Chiefs, the Buffalo Bills, and even the Miami Dolphins. They're one of those teams where they've only beat, I believe, one team with over 500 record this season. In the Dallas Cowboys. That was their first win, I believe, against a team with an over 500 record. So even with Tyreek Hill, Miami doesn't look like this dominant team that can come out and beat anybody. So the AFC looked a little shaky, looking not shaky, but looking a little wide open, too. I think we need to throw Baltimore in there also. And I know they just beat the brakes. Well, I put them aside last night. Well, I'm not sure they're that far aside. 
they're definitely the favorite right now. They look mm-hmm. great last night. They're two to one to win this to, to get out to the Super Bowl at Bet MGM. Lamar's the heavy favorite to be the MVP. Baltimore's great. Are they that much better head to head if the Chiefs were to play them? Because listen, share me out for a second. You're going to think I'm a homer. If the Chiefs are to play Baltimore, that would mean the Chiefs have to get hot at some point in the playoffs and win a couple of games. Now it's Mahomes on the road, AFC Championship game, head-to-head against Lamar. Those haven't gone well for Lamar in the past. Big game, probably favored, lots of expectations. I'm not saying, I'm just saying. I'm with you. I think the AFC is wide open. I think the NFC is more wide open, but this thing is far from done when it comes to who's playing in the Super Bowl. Actually, coming up next... Since it's a Tuesday, let's do a game of Tinder Tuesday. Are they a real Super Bowl contender? We swipe left, we swipe right here on the BetQL Network. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Welcome back into BetQL Daily, a.k.a. Two Ball Johns, on this day after Christmas. Glad to have you along with us here on the BetQL Network. Coming up top of the next hour, we're going to be joined by our betting insider, talk a little football with Jason Lockenfora. But it is Tuesday, so let's play a game of Contender Tuesday. Is this team a real Super Bowl contender? Swipe right if you believe it, swipe left if you don't. Let's start with the... Miami Dolphins coming off a big win over them Dallas Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? Are you a believer? Can Miami actually win the whole thing? No. <laughs> I think they're a pretender. And I know that that sounds crazy to a lot of people. But, again, like I said, they've only beat one team with an over 500 record. Like, they, they've murdered some of these bad teams. But when, it, when it's time to get tough, when, it, when it's time to, to put your nose in there, they get smacked. They lost to the Bills 48-20. to 20. They lost to the Eagles 31-17. They lost to the Chiefs 31-14. Like, anytime they faced a real opponent and anytime it's time to get physical, like, that's the thing. They get out physical. So that means you got to face the Baltimore Ravens. That means you got to face the San Francisco 49ers. Miami is not tough enough. So, no, to me, they're a pretender. How do you feel about Tua? Because it feels like this is an anti-Tua take. It's. I think it's the whole team. I just. It's not just two. It's all of them. They're just not tough enough. They're they're not tough enough in the trenches. They too. They do too many cute stuff. Like they're just not tough enough. So anytime again, anytime they have to face a team in in the trenches, they get bad. And then Tua, when when you get to Tua, then it gets shaky. So you know what is it? it I, I'm not even on Tinder. Is it swipe left? Swipe left is a no. You're swiping left. You don't believe in that team. I'll okay. tell you, swipe, but MGM does. They're eight to one to win the whole thing, my guy. Eight to one. How about that from the Miami Dolphins to win the Super Bowl with just a couple of weeks left? All right. Which way are you swiping on that team that beat them a couple of days ago? The Dallas Cowboys. Are you a believer in Dallas? Swipe left. No. Again, they they get the the Dallas Cowboys are like the bully on the block that picks on the weak kids, right? They're 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 the bully where. Okay, I see the little scrawny nerd and I push him around. But as soon as another big kid comes around, that bully gets gets scared. That bully becomes a punk. That's who the Dallas Cowboys are, right? Any uh, the other bullies around, they don't want to mess them with them, but they want to mess with the little math geek. That's who that's who the Dallas Cowboys are. So no, and especially Dallas's history in the playoffs. 
when they have to get tough, when they have to come through in the clutch, they never come through in the clutch. So, no, until they do it, I'm not going to believe. Think about how much our opinion has changed as football fans over the last just few weeks. I mean, just a few weeks ago, people were talking about things are different with Dallas. This is the year. Dak Prescott's going to be the MVP. And now everybody and their mama and their grandmama sound just like you, dude. Like nobody believes in Dallas all of a sudden. And if anything, the people that did look at their takes a few weeks ago and they're like, what was I thinking? These are literally the same old Cowboys that they've been. I'm with you, man. I don't think they got a chance at all. All right, we move on. How about another team in that division, the city you live in, Philadelphia Eagles? Oh, I mean, this is this is a tough one. This is a tough one. I, I'm going to I'm going to swipe left on the Philadelphia Eagles. Really? Yeah. I, and all season long, up to maybe a week ago, I was on board with them still having a chance to go to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. But again, Jalen Hurts with the turnover issues he has and that defense. Like, when's the last time a team won a Super Bowl where they were last in defense and third down conversions? Where they were in the bottom, where they were in the bottom six or seven in t- total overall defense, right? So it's just the numbers and the happened. stats suggest, yes, just the numbers and the stats suggest that they can't get back. So I'm off on the Philadelphia Eagles. What's up How about with AJ you? Brown? AJ Brown stinks all of a sudden. I looked at his numbers. Remember the first half of the season, people were talking about him being offensive player of the year. If your name wasn't Tyreek Hill. Then, I mean, he was the only – Tyree Kill was – maybe you could argue there was another wide receiver. He was at least the second or third best wide receiver in the NFL the first half of the season, talking about A.J. Brown. Dog, he has completely disappeared. What is up? Well, I mean, listen, he still has the second best stats for a wide receiver in the league, but the problem is they lack creativity. Brian Johnson lacks creativity, right? Like all your other top-tier wide receivers, you see them lining up in the slot, you see them lining, having a bunch of motion. They're lining up in different places. A lot of what they're doing with the Philadelphia Eagles is old school A.J. Brown just go out there to the left, run a go route or run a slant or run a comeback. <laughs> like it ain't, it's not creative at all. So, so they're hunkering down on A.J. Brown and the offense coordinator is not doing anything creative to really get him open. But dude, he was, I mean, so check out these numbers. Week three, nine catches for 131. Week four, nine catches for 175, then six for 127, seven for 131, 10 for 137, eight for 130, and then something happened. And I don't know what it was. He kind of started pouting in that game versus Dallas. He's only had one 100-yard game since then and one receiving touchdown. So, again, kind of like it takes me a while to say Patrick Mahomes is part of the problem. It sounds like, my guy, it's taking you a while to say A.J. Brown is part of the problem because I'm looking at the numbers right in front of me. He's not the same guy. Yeah, but it's not – it's just them not getting him the rock. It's not something he's doing where he's not catching the ball or he's not necessarily getting open. The defenses are double-teaming him and shadowing him, and there's no creativity. Run a go-route. Like, all right, like – Run a slant. All right. We all know we all know that's coming. <laughs> okay, Brian Johnson. Put him in the slot. Put him somewhere else to get him open to help him out. And, and again, Jalen Hurts hasn't been great in that same time span either. So that doesn't help. All right. So Eagles can't get back to the Super Bowl. You swipe in left or right on the team that beat him, the Kansas City Chiefs. Left. I'm sorry. I'm all left so far on the teams you've named me. Uh, again, Yo, yeah, the Kansas City. 
Kansas City, again, you, you got to be a straight-up dime for me to, to slight, uh, swipe right, okay? <laughs> um, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles are in the same boat for me where we're making assumptions based on what they did last year and the years prior. Oh, they'll get back to this. They'll get back to this. They'll get back to that. And by December, you are who you are this season. Forget about last year. Forget about the years before. You are who you are. The Kansas City Chiefs are who they are at this point. And they're not an explosive offensive team because they ain't got the weapons. Right? They ain't got no one to blow the top off. That 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 and Pat Mahomes low-key has played a pretty good season. Like if if those drops turn into catches, he's he's an MVP or maybe top of the MVP because he has a couple more wins and a lot more yardage and, and more touchdowns. But I'm not all of a sudden gonna say to myself, oh, uh Kadarius Tony's gonna get it done now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think, no, I'm not a believer in any of those cats. Yeah, no, Kadarius Tony's jersey was not a big seller this Christmas in Kansas City. Let me tell you that. Sean Bell, Sports mm-hmm. Machine, Sean Levine, here on the BetQL Network. How about Buffalo? Oh, swipe right. There we swipe go. Swipe right. There um, we go. I think, I think if you look at, a, a lot of teams this year have been inconsistent, right? But if you look at, their highs, their ceilings, the Buffalo Bills probably have had the third highest ceiling as all the teams in the NFL, right? You've seen them play at a at a level that looked unbeatable, right? The 49ers, the Ravens, and the Bills have all had enormous highs. And if the Buffalo Bills can get closer to that high uh, week in, week out with their, you know, they didn't do this past week, but they did the couple weeks prior than that. I think they're going to end up going 11 and 6. So I, I think they have the best over potentially the best overall team in the AFC. Buffalo's a problem. They've also got the second best point differential in the AFC, third best, I should say, only behind Miami and Baltimore. So you think Buffalo's a team that if it comes down to it, because it's going to be a road path for them, right? They're not going to have any home games. So you think they could go some sort of path that would say going into Arrowhead and then having to go into Baltimore and then having to go into Miami to get to a Super Bowl? You think Buffalo is that season and they can do that on the road? If you get good Josh Allen, yeah. They have a better defense than all those teams except Baltimore. And they have a better offense than, I think, all those teams. I know the Miami Dolphins, you would say, would be higher but or the Baltimore Ravens. But it, good Josh Allen has more weapons than those other guys got, No more overall weapons, uh, even more than Miami Dolphins, who can be inconsistent when they have to grind out games, where they have to run the ball, where they have a tough offensive line, tough offensive line going against a tough defensive line. So, I like the Buffalo Bills a lot. You're going to talk me into buying a Buffalo ticket. Sean Bell, sports machine, Sean mm-hmm. Levine. Which way are you swiping on the Cleveland Wait, Browns? Did you swipe? Which way did you swipe on the Buffalo Bills? I super like them. I love Buffalo. I'm with wow. you. Definitely to the right. Yeah, they could absolutely win the Super Bowl. That team is incredibly dangerous. Like I said, everybody knows it right now. They've got the fourth best shot to come out of the AFC. Mm-hmm. You want a long shot? How about Cleveland? 50 to 1. I know. I mean. Come on. It's, I mean, uh, Joe Flacco's cool, but, you know, the Browns, that offense ain't going to continue to go with four. Again, four different quarterbacks for them have had game-winning drives, which is crazy to say. Four different quarterbacks have had game-winning drives for them this season, which is tough. But, no, they, I mean, it's it's a great story. Their defense is unbelievable, but that offense is just going to falter at some point. So they're going to continue to beat the teams below them, but when they have to face a team where they have to put up some real points, they're not going to be able to do so. You sure? 
Because I've been saying that all year, and then I finally started making more <laughs> yeah, I know. Cleveland Browns. I was like, it's Cleveland. They, even at the beginning of the year when they had Deshaun Watson, I thought, this ain't going to work. This is like a six-win team. And, yeah, they've been better since he went down. Kevin Stefanski, I mean, hand that guy coach of the year, right? I know there's a few other guys, D'Amico yeah. Ryans and Dan Campbell, that are up for the award, but how can you not give us this Stefanski? But yeah, by far, it's not even close. I mean, you had D'Amico Ryans, but they've lost some games. You had Shane Steichen over in Indianapolis, but they uh, lost yesterday. So I would definitely give it, uh, <laughs> give it to him and the Cleveland Browns. Let me get one more in here. The Detroit Lions, left or right? Hmm. That's right. interesting. Go right. Give them a little love. First time they won the I'm division a, in 30 years. I'm going to hesitantly go right. I'm going to oh, hesitantly boy. go right again. I think they're the they're toughest nails football team. We had the bully. I had the bully analogy earlier. Detroit Lions aren't a bully, but they're that individual who has hands and heart. Right? It's just like, ah, uh, the bully doesn't want to mess with that individual because it's going to be a long day even if they win. You see what I'm saying? So hey, no one wants to mess with the Detroit Lions, but I don't think they're Super Bowl, Super Bowl contenders, but good. My boy gets easy all of a sudden, swiping right on everybody. <laughs> That's Sean Bell. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. Coming up next, we bring on our NFL insider, Jason Lockenfora, here to the BetQL Network. <laughs> 